Of course. Your name is? Fukumi. Oh, behave, baby. <laughs> yes. Now, your name is? Fukumi. You kiss your mother with that mouth? Fukumi. Hello, uh, Mr. Nam. Hello, Dr. Lou. And all our friends in cyberspace. How are we today? I know. I like I, I must say I've I've recruited like I think five new listeners to our podcast. Excellent. Um that's a hundred percent increase, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're we're downplaying ourselves too much. Like there was this one guy who came up to me, he's like um, I don't know if this sounds weird, but like your voice is perfect for a podcast. And I was like, well, actually, <laughs> and then he like you that? on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> we need to make business cards and merch. Shout out to you. I forgot your name, but we met at a park. Oh, shoot. That's embarrassing. Wait, what was his name? I forgot. He was a designer. Yeah. Let's just call him Siegfried. Well, he was German, so let's call him. No, no, let's not do that. Let's not do uh, that because that's not what we're, what we're about, right? We're not about that. We're not about stereotyping people. Yeah. And another thing we're not about is fetishizing people. <laughs> How's that for a segue? That was a great transition, Kevin. Thank you, um, a hot topic yes. on your mind. It's on your heart. Tell us, Jason. Fetishization. <laughs> why? Why are we talking about this? I I feel very passionate about this topic in the past couple weeks, actually. Ooh, ooh. Um, Fresh off the press. Because, you know, I moved to, as you know, listeners may know from the previous episode, I now live in Berlin. I moved here like less than a year ago. And of course, like it's a new city. One of the things I want to do is meet new people and mm-hmm. also meet perhaps new people to, you know, <laughs> I mean, have you some mean fun meet, with. You mean meet the one. Meet the one. <laughs> I actually, no, I don't want to meet the one at this yeah, moment. You want to meet many ones. Let's not get too personal about yes, my so preferences, but um, yeah, I've been doing You're on some, the dating scene, basically. I am on the dating scene. I am very much on the dating scene, and which means I am on the dating apps as well, mm. as well as in real life. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what those are. I'm a married man, so you've never used it. <laughs> I may have tried. In you the have past. used it, right? Yeah. Remember think- when you you remember like you guys were the ones who created my Tinder account? <laughs> like, oh yeah, uh, three I've definitely used other people's Tinder accounts. Yeah, I may have yeah, tried yeah. for a little period. Uh, yeah. But this is actually a good relevant point to make on this episode because it was before the days of K-pop's mass popularity. Oh, and so yeah. being an Asian male was perhaps not as desirable as it is now. You yeah. Yeah. Gen Z Asian kids these days, you don't know how good you have it compared to what we had growing up. Man, yeah, I wish, this is why I wish I was a Gen Z because the, the Gen Z Asians have it so much better. Okay. But that is what we're talking about, right? What is the fetishization of a particular race? What, right, what does that right, mean right. exactly? Here's the thing, people, y'all listening, you know, it's, I, I started to notice that people that I tend to match with and people that I actually met have a few repeating patterns, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And it's always like these people who are, they they say like, oh, I only I've I've only been dating Asians. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that sounds. In one sense, I was like, oh, that's kind of oddly flattering. Like, oh, you like Asians that much that you only prefer to date Asians. But then, when I brought it up to another friend of mine, she was like, Jason, this is borderline fetishization. 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 (laughs) And then I was trying to go deeper into like, what is fetishization? And what is like, what's the difference between appreciation? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I'm still kind of confused about it. But Mm -hmm. um, because of this, I've been, you know, talking with you about it, reading upon it. And I think I'm starting to have a better idea of what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately, like, it's, it sucks. Mm. Ultimately, it sucks because, I mean, I I think we're at the point where, like, Asian women were definitely fetishized for a very long time. Yes. And you, it's, it's very common to see um, European old white dudes dating Asian women. That are like half um, the age or even less than half their age. Yeah, yeah, which I also find disturbing. Um, but then, you know, Asian guys, Asian men, we were kind of invisible. I think we talked about this in our er- earliest um, podcast mm-hmm. episode as well. Like when we, you and I, when we grew up, we were quite invisible. Like yeah. we weren't even on the radar. Like the for... thought of being attractive or desirable yeah cross their mind like yeah. i think this in general guys are just dumb right as teenagers right. especially we will miss all kinds of hints from all kinds of women and girls mm. through high school and uni years but on top of that i think what uh, asian boys had to go through probably even are still going through in a way is the, mm-hmm. the idea of you're not seeing any asian faces in the media and for teenagers, the media is like the biggest marker of, you know, your culture. And the only faces we did see in media were like the classic nerdy IT uh, comic relief, had a funny accent kind of characters. Cheap cheap laughs. Cheap laughs, yeah, exactly. Um, Or or Kung Fu. Like it's either like you're Mm. a nerdy weirdo or you You do Kung Kung Fu. Fu. Yeah. But like even these Kung Fu heroes, they're just like, they're just doing Kung Fu. They're not getting any girls. They're not getting any guys. Related to that, Jet Li in Romeo Must Die. I think it, it was Romeo Oh, Must yeah. With, he um, was actually uh, meant to uh, hook up with Aaliyah in yeah. the end of that film. But, but they didn't. They didn't because the image of an Asian male, strong male character hooking up yeah. with the romantic lead just did not make sense to the early 2000s audience. There you go, some fun trivia for you. Anyway, that's so true. Back to the current day, however, and your experience. How does that play into your experience? Let's fast forward to current day in the past, I don't know, less than 10, like it it hasn't even been a decade. Like when did real Gangnam style? No, that was even, that wasn't even like, that was style. Open that was the, also a joke. Like people, it was a joke. Yes, he was a moon People made fun of it. People thought it was a comic relief rather than like, yes. wow, look at this hot Asian. But it was really, I guess, starting with like Big Bang, 
kind of, but then BTS really brought it to the mainstream, to the Western yes. world. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I really think what you said earlier, like exposure and representation on media, like mm -hmm. it's so crucial because you, this is what we get impacted by. Like we get, we, when we see romantic comedies and we only see like white leads and we can't relate to it, you know, it's like, there's this disconnection. And then even same with BTS, when BTS came to popularity, I was kind of like, wait, what, why are they, why are they viewed as attractive? Like, I'm not, I don't find them good looking. Mm. Um, but then over the years, because of these constant exposure and I'm like seeing BTS everywhere now. Overexposure. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of like, actually they are kind of charming. Oh, actually Jungkook is kind of beautiful. you know. Like, <laughs> and, um, I, and I think this is what it does. Like if we are exposed to these different diverse people, we eventually become it becomes normalized. We begin to humanize them as well, mm -hmm. rather than mm -hmm. fetishize them. Mm -hmm. And then we actually find them like attractive as well. Mm. I, I finally get why. I mean, I always kind of supported it, but I really kind of clicked suddenly of mm. why it's so important that we have like Asian leads, that we have more black leads, Hispanic, Latino leads, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because we need to see and we need to like connect on a human level with these um, characters as well. Yeah. I think we still haven't actually clearly defined the term fetishization. Fetishization. Why don't uh, we, let's, let's do that because yeah. <laughs> that needs to be clarified. Kind of confusing because people would say, oh, I like, blondes or i prefer redheads mm -hmm. i prefer tall girls or strong men with yeah yeah maybe hairy chest and no hair on their chest or whatever yeah how is that different to saying oh i like asian women or i only date uh you know asian guys yeah what's the difference right i mean yeah it's i think so, I mean, that, that was also kind of confusing for me as well. I was like, you know, because there's a thing called preference, right? I think mm -hmm. it's okay. I mean, we, I think we all do have a preferred something. I, yeah. I think that's why we often ask each other like, oh, who's your type? What's your yeah. type? But first of all, one of the most frequent things I hear is like, rather than like, oh, I only date Asians, it's more like, oh... I'm not into Asians, mm. you know? Um, so that also kind of sparks this whole notion of like, here we go again, where completely our entire race <laughs> is omitted <laughs> from a person's um, options, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I can understand that people don't, they, they gravitate to, towards something that they feel comfortable, right? So if mm -hmm. you're white and you're used to white people, sure, maybe you, gravitate towards dating a white person same as like an asian gravitates towards an asian but um here we go again i'm like we're like omitting the clarification of fetishization so fetishization let's see <laughs> what have we read up about it um one of the really good quotes that i read from this article um about fetishization amongst Asians is that fetishization is often mistaken for appreciation or attraction. Mm -hmm. 
However, the fundamental difference is that fetishization is objectification and it's oversimplification. And it's a tactic to portray Asians or any type of, you know, racial group as objects and strip them of individuality. It really cleared up what fetishization meant to me. Mm-hmm. It's like this oversimplification and like, yeah, stripping them of individuality. And now after this definition, I suddenly was like, oh my God, I can definitely count people who have fetishized me mm-hmm. in the previous years. Right. So do you have stories where someone said to you, oh, you're Korean? Oh, I love bibimbap or I've went to Seoul and... Yeah, like, I, oh, I watch K-dramas. And Anyang Haseyo. Yeah, the Anyang Haseyo Opa. <laughs> you know, I straight up, legit, like, there was this Opa. Czech girl oh. who saw me, like, literally only once, but she was like, oh, my God, did anyone tell you you look like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she was, like, really into me. But I could tell, I, I just felt something was a bit like, like first of all, red girl, flags you going up everywhere. Yeah, like, girl, you don't even know me. Like, mm. we literally just saw each other and you're saying that like, oh, you look so beautiful. You look so handsome, blah, 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 blah. But on the other hand, Kevin, I was actually kind of flattered. Yeah, right. I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Like, this girl thinks I'm hot, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of confusing. It's confusing. But right. then what... Now I realize it's like, I then later found out that she kind of did this to any Korean guys she uh, met in Prague. So she, she would just be like, oh my Korea God, you're group. Korean. She like had this fantasy, this idea of her Korean boyfriend, husband, whatever. Mm. And like this image from what she saw on K-dramas and stuff. And that's when I was like, oh, Word, this is this is this is kind of disturbing. She wanted to crash land into your pants. <laughs> no, because like honestly, it was like, you know, the ultimate feeling is like, does I think this is the best question to ask. If someone is fetishizing you, you can e- immediately I ask the question, like, would this person be attracted to me and find me desirable if I was black? If I was Jason Nam, mm-hmm. but my skin color, I was black and I was from, I don't know, Nigeria, mm. would she or he or whoever still find me attractive? And mm. I think if the answer is no, I would seriously kind of wonder like, yo, do you have some fetishizing problems? Mm. Right? Because that's how I felt with this person and so many other people like, I just felt like they were into me because I was Korean Mm -hmm. Um, and not because I was, you know, I, I, I studied design or like, you know, it was like, really, it didn't matter about my individuality. Mm. Yeah. There you go. And I think that's what it is. That's what fetishization looks like. But then of course, like you meet people who are respecting you as a person, as an individual, and at the same time, respecting your culture. That's kind of a win-win situation because I have yeah. also dated people who liked me as a person but then did not respect my culture at all. Yeah. And, you know, for example, like, I mean, you, for you, imagine, like, if 
your current wife was like, oh, my I current hate wife. food. I can't do your current wife. As opposed to as my if you had many wives. Or previous wife. <laughs> Shout out to all previous wives. No. Yeah, this this one's scheduled um, just to last till July. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, imagine no, if she was like, oh, yeah, like, uh, Kevin, I love you, but like, yo, fuck your culture. <laughs> like, I hate Asian food. I hate spicy food. I'm you know, not eating rice. Yeah, I'm like, going to ah, wear shoes right? in the house. Yeah. Luckily, she's Czech, so she also doesn't wear shoes in the house. Um, <laughs> no, you're totally right. Like, yeah. it's complicated. It's messy. This kind of interracial, intercultural dating. It's really messy. And I think we'll save that topic for another day because today we just yeah, yeah, yeah. about this idea of fetishization, right? Yeah. And I think we said there about the individuality thing and seeing the person for the person is key. Because, mm. of course, people have preferences of different types. And yeah. if you see your particular type in a club, that's like the visual part attracts you first. That's what hooks people, yeah. up, right? Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. to reduce people to just like, you know, that classic, oh, you're from Thailand. I love Tom Yum. I went to Bangkok and I visited Chiang Mai. I went on an elephant. Sawadee Krab, Sawadee Krab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Thanks, mate. And... uh like you mentioned before that you would speak to someone who said that um, he is Japanese, but lives in Germany. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you and sharing... people straight up like meet him because they have this fantasy right. of what a Japanese person is. And, and yeah, it's like, I mean, same with, same with us, right. Imagine if someone was like, Oh my god, I love Malaysia, blah 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 blah. Well, no one knows anything about Malaysia, so I never had that problem. (laughs) (laughs) For example, like someone's like, I love Korea, I love Kim Pop and Kimchi, you know, like yeah. It's just the problem is also for me, I'm not fully Korean. Like I Mm. to Koreans, I'm not like I I mean I'm not Korean enough. Because you've lived all around the world. So like it's really even harder like i so if i was like if i had come straight from korea to study abroad i think it would have been much easier to just like date someone who is super into korean culture and fetishizing Mm. the culture but for me it's like yo i'm like i can't i can't perform i can't be your Uh k-pop oppa you know (laughs) that's the subtitle i can't be your korean oppa <laughs> but I uh, brought up that um, conversation you mentioned to me about with a Japanese guy who was saying um, for us kind of international folk living abroad, many of us are trying to escape kind of those tropes or those stereotypes. And yeah. Come here, and then to be confronted by people who fetishize that particular nationality is like, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Again. And uh, that dehumanization, that simplification, like you said, is key. And uh, I also did some reading up on this topic uh, mm. and I found this article on uh, Esquire mm. by a gay Asian uh, guy who was describing one of his first experiences of this fetishization, which shook him to his core. He said he went to an event and he found out when he got there that it was 90% uh, Asian men. Mm. And about 10% of these like older white guys who clearly had this, you know, predatory kind of vibe. They were there uh-huh. to hook up with young Asian boys. And, 
immediately his, <laughs> his red flag was going up. Red flags going up ever for him. And the article is really good. It's called "What Did They Love Me For?" Um, oh, oof. oh no! That, and um, that's titles. Yeah, he describes this uh, interaction with this one guy who comes up to him and who's trying to guess, oh, wait, are you Chinese? No, you're too, like, blah, blah, blah. Indonesian, maybe Thai? No, Mongolian, perhaps? Like, he's trying to figure out who, what Dude, I get you? that sometimes, too. How do I label you? How do I, you know, pigeonhole you? Do you get that as well, people asking you? Um, what Asian are you? Oh, let me guess. Oh, your skin's dark, some, so you must Sometimes, be... sometimes. Yeah. And I just give them the curb and say, I'm Australian, mate off (laughs) i didn't say that um anyway in this um story he's saying that the guy figured out oh no he admitted he's korean so this um, Uh older bloke was saying uh, ah yes korean i i love bibimbap all those classic like openers and this is quote and he says uh the man had yet to ask me anything real about myself the korean identifier gave him license to know me I was, to him, a set of preconceived ideas. Later, of course, I'd understand that this stripping of humanity embodied what it meant to be a fetishist. Dude, yo, that's right there. That's it. That's it. Oh, oh, man. You are the kind of guy or girl who does this sort of stuff. uh, You should probably stop. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, please stop like i get i get it asians they're kind of hot you know like (laughs) you you may want us but like get to know us like ask what my favorite k-pop song is i'm just kidding (laughs) don't just run around yelling squid game squid game uh (laughs) bibimbap it's Um, crazy it's it's let me just tell you it's a bit discouraging mm. But I know that my my match is out there somewhere, my mm, soulmate. Mm. I have and not given up. Maybe they're listening to this podcast right now. Yes. Follow me. No, just DM me. <laughs> so just a brief little chat about fetishization. It's such a hard word to say. Fetish fetishization. 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 Imagine saying that with a list. You need to like loosen your job. Fetishization. Yeah. And um <laughs> I think it really opens up a whole uh, box of worms. Yeah. Box of worms? Can of worms. Can of worms, yes. And um, it's uh, just not fun. And we can only speak from kind of a male perspective. And I think when we were discussing and preparing for this, we realized this is what women have gone through forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this idea of, you know, racial objectification and, Fetishization is only fairly recent in the discourse. Um, yeah. But Asian men, Asian women have been sexualized, over-sexualized for, ever since they were discovered by white people. <laughs> yeah. Same with African women. Yeah. It's, it's also, that's a whole other topic, talking about how it's a tool of oppression. And yeah. It's, but it's all part of the dehumanizing process, as you've mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I, something I mean, as simple as dating and on a hookup app, it can happen, guys. So. Oh, it can definitely happen. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know. I I have my current wife. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, it makes me even more passionate on in terms of like speaking up about this 
and sharing mm-hmm. our experiences with people mm-hmm. and also like with fellow Asians as well. Like I think we often like, especially men, we tend to, um, we find, we, we find it like demasculate. What, what, what's the word? Uh, emasculating. Emasculating. Um, or like embarrassing to talk about and people just kind of hold it in. But then I really think there's a lot to talk about Mm -hmm. and also like trying to like clarify what is safe and what is not, because I think especially with fetishization, you know, researchers have shown that like it it often could lead to like this hyper sexualization Mm -hmm. And it could perpetuate like sexual and physical violence as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like just basically an unhealthy relationship. Yeah. So I hope that this is something that people begin are able to like have discussions with over with their friends. Um, And yeah, like let's try to bring this down. Yeah. Normalize things. Step by step. Yeah. Well, thank you, Opar. If you have any stories relating to this topic, we'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear more stories from your side. Yeah, right. So our like next episode, our next episode, we want to do a bit more laid back, share some funny stories about interracial relationships, perhaps. Yes. But of course, here in Rice Privilege, we always go deep. It's basically Jason's free therapy. So <laughs> It is. <laughs> you all learn. You always learn something with rice privilege. Before time runs out, what's on your what? What did we call it? Hot the hit list. The hit list. Um, so I sent you this uh, link early today. Actually, there's a Korean Australian group called Thirteen Hundred. Yeah, and they just dropped an album, and it is really good. It's I'm gonna of, check it out. Yeah, it's like a bonkers mix of just wacky beats and really cool flows and nice um, yeah they're gonna do big things it's nice to see an alternative side oh. to korean culture you know because all, all, mm-hmm. all we see is like the mass-produced yg entertainment yeah, 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 yeah. sme and all that stuff so yeah guys, there was some pretty cool stuff i don't really know what i'm like what am i listening to i don't know i mean watch anything i'm, read I'm anything. listening to tech like i like berlin is doing this job on me and i'm listening to techno so much now you're just listening to Ket- you're listening to techno and just reading ketamine so yeah i don't know if you want to mention bring in uh drugs into this podcast you just close your eyes and the words appear there you go yes but that's it people thank you Duncan. follow us on instagram and share us your stories we would love to hear more about it yes see you later Bye.